0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our Top Stories Ukraine will begin to prosecute 80 suspected Russian war criminals of the 600 it has identified, according to the country's Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova. She said that Estonia, Latvia, and Slovakia will join an international investigation probing war crimes launched in March with Lithuania and Poland. Meanwhile, Russian forces continued their onslaught of the eastern Donbass region, where they now control around half of the embattled city of Severodonetsk, according to local officials. Alexei Navalny, the jailed Kremlin critic, said he had been charged with additional crimes by Russian authorities and faces 15 more years in prison if found guilty. The accusations, he said, include creating an extremist organization to, quote, fan hatred against officials and oligarchs and organizing anti-government protests. In March, Mr. Navalny was handed a nine-year sentence for fraud and contempt of court. Oil prices rose after the European Union agreed to a partial ban on Russian oil. The deal temporarily makes an exception for oil delivered by pipeline, a compromise meant to satisfy Hungary which has been blocking action that might disrupt its energy supplies. The embargo still covers more than two-thirds of the bloc's oil imports from Russia. Britain and the EU also reportedly agreed to ban underwriters from insuring ships transporting Russian oil anywhere in the world. Eurozone annual inflation rose to an all-time high of 8.1% in May, as the war in Ukraine sent energy and commodity prices surging. France also recorded its largest price jump since the early 1990s of 5.8% this month, which, alongside slowing growth, fanned fears of stagflation. On Monday, Germany and Spain reported sharply rising inflation figures too, piling pressure on the European Central Bank to raise record low interest rates for the first time since 2011. China unveiled a vast stimulus package of 33 measures to boost consumption and save jobs. The world's second largest economy has been battered by a zero-COVID policy which has been enforced for 28 months, and a government-led crackdown on the tech sector which threatened its official growth target of 5.5 percent for 2022. The government said it will monitor implementation. The Biden administration said it would push for further sanctions against North Korea if the country went ahead with an expected nuclear weapons test. Last week, China and Russia vetoed America's proposal to tighten sanctions at the UN after a series of rocket launches by North Korea. The country has not conducted a nuclear test since 2017, the last time the UN imposed sanctions. Archaeologists in Egypt found 250 ancient coffins with mummies at the burial ground of Saqqara outside Cairo. The artifacts, which also include bronze statues of Egyptian deities, date back 2,500 years. The sarcophagi will be transferred to the nearby Grand Egyptian Museum, which is due to open next year. And fact of the day, one in five. The number of Britons who contract the flu each year. What if it were treated more like COVID?
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The Hong Kong 47 go on trial. A trial of 47 opposition Hong Kong politicians and activists is due to begin on Wednesday. Their alleged crime... Carrying a maximum life sentence under national security legislation was to hold an unofficial primary in 2020. They wanted to determine a slate of candidates to take on pro-Beijing politicians in elections due later that year, but subsequently postponed. In a pre-dawn swoop in January 2021, police rounded up the organizers, including luminaries of the pro-democracy movement such as Benny Tai and Joshua Wong. John Lee, Hong Kong's incoming chief executive, then Secretary of Security, accused them of a vicious plot. Their aim was to win at least half of the seats in the legislative chamber, he said, as if they should have been attempting to lose. After 25 years of dealing with its boisterous southern territory, China is now clear that Hong Kongers must not be allowed to express their beliefs, especially at the ballot box. Denmark's EU defense vote Danes have always had reservations about the EU. In 1992, They voted in a referendum against the Maastricht Treaty that founded the Union. The next year, they changed their minds after the government negotiated opt-outs from policies in four areas, including defense. But when Russia invaded Ukraine, Denmark's parliament decided to revisit the issue. On Wednesday, the country holds a referendum on whether to join European defense policies after all. The EU's limited defense efforts include a program to coordinate arms procurement and a joint mission in the Mediterranean to enforce restrictions on Libya. Denmark is a founding member of NATO, and some Danes wonder what the EU has to add. Far-left and far-right parties want to keep the opt-out, and doubters fear, wrongly, that Danish soldiers could be forced into missions without parliamentary approval but most parties want to join, both to deter Russia and to become less dependent on America. Polls suggest voters agree. California copes with drought. Picture a Californian home with its backyard pool and pea-green lawn. That lawn may soon be a thirsty tope. Starting Wednesday... Six million people in and around Los Angeles have been asked to water their lawns just once a week. The new rules will conserve water amid a drought in the American West that climatologists consider extreme across 60% of California. Last year was the state's second driest on record. This year is likely to be even worse. The restrictions will have a limited impact, since urban areas account for just a fifth of water used by households and firms. Agriculture consumes the rest. Water shortages will force farmers to let irrigated cropland turn fallow. Landowners will likely invest in crops that produce higher revenues for net water used, known as pop-per-drop, such as vegetables and nuts, instead of rice and cotton. Many urban gardeners, meanwhile, will ditch lush perennials in favor of prickly cacti. By Invitation Recep Tayyip Erdogan on NATO Expansion Turkey's president is blocking Finnish and Swedish NATO ascension. This is an extract from a piece he has written for The Economist explaining why. As all NATO allies accept Turkey's critical importance to the alliance, it is unfortunate that some members fail fully to appreciate certain threats to our country. Turkey maintains that the admission of Sweden and Finland entails risks for its own security and the organization's future. We will have every right to expect those countries, which will expect NATO's second-largest army to come to their defense under Article 5, to prevent recruitment, fundraising, and propaganda activities of the PKK, which the European Union and America consider a terrorist entity. Turkey wants the candidate countries to curb the activities of all terrorist organizations and extradite the members of these organizations. We provide clear evidence to the authorities in these countries and waited for action from them. Also, Turkey wants these countries to support the anti-terror operations of NATO members. Terrorism is a threat for all members, and the candidate countries should recognize this reality before joining. Unless they take the necessary steps, Turkey will not change its position on this issue. Ukraine fights for a spot at the World Cup The last remaining European team to qualify for this year's Football World Cup will be settled this week. On Wednesday, Scotland will play Ukraine in Glasgow, with the winner facing Wales in Cardiff on June 5th for the deciding match. The fixtures have been postponed from March to give war-torn Ukraine time to prepare. Around half of the nation's squad are based at home, where the domestic season was cancelled following Russia's invasion. Wednesday's match will be the first competitive fixture Ukraine has played since the outbreak of the war. Some practice games have been held to keep rustiness at bay. The usual competitive atmosphere might be missing in the stadium, at least ahead of the starting whistle, with the Scottish side expecting to sing Ukraine's national anthem in solidarity. The odds are stacked against Ukraine, but it would not be the first time that the country has mounted a surprise defense against a stronger opponent. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home, city, and country by 1700 BST on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday Which silent film comedian was dubbed the Great Stone Face? Tuesday Which Florida city was the site of the Winter White House? of President Harry Truman. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Carl von Clausewitz, who was born on this day in 1780. There are times when the utmost daring is the height of wisdom. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week.